the school is out, which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. It's great that we could meet again. My name is Ronal Silverstone and I am 12 years old and I'm your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM. Today, I have an exciting show lined up for you. And to start off, I will be interviewing Brian Jackson and Louise Jackson. They are a multi-instrument teachers. And I also have a few facts. I also have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a guess the song challenge to see if you know your musical knowledge and a new feature called Kids Doing Amazing Things. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this kids show. If you would like to send a shout out to your friends and family, you can send an SMS on 34519 and it will only charge 1 Rand 50 cents. You can also send me a telegram on 061-895-1019. And remember, always sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. Get ready for your fire jam-packed show only on 101.9 Kaya FM. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 12 years old. You're still listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. Good afternoon, Brian and Louise. How Hi. are you today? Cool, thank you. Very good, thanks. How is your day been? Busy. <laughs> Not so busy. <laughs> uh, let's begin. What instruments do you play? Well, I play... Uh, my, my primary instrument is a guitar. Then we have piano, drums, bass guitar, and vocal training. Wow. Lots of instruments. <laughs> yes, yeah, quite a few. Yeah, and I play flute, recorder, drums, piano, and I've done vocals as well. Wow. Nice that you men- mentioned the flute and recorder. What's the difference between those two? It's the way it's been played. Recorder, it's played from the front, and the flute is played from the side. And also, some of the in, some of the notes are played differently to each other, and the sound is also quite different as well. Wow, very mm-hmm. interesting. And how do you teach instruments? Well, a, a lesson normally would you would you would basically start off with teaching obviously a lot of techniques. So, like in the case of most instruments are played that are done by hand, you would be teaching finger technique, how to hold a guitar or how to position your hands on a piano. So generally what people will start off with is they will start with learning scales, in other words, learning to walk musical notes and get used to uh, your fingers moving, whether it's on a guitar or on a piano. In the case of the voice, obviously we know no fingers. It's all your own voice. So you actually land up singing what is normally done by fingers if it's if it's on, on a voice. And so, yeah, so when you start learning to move with your fingers or your voice you then start from there learning then later simple songs on how to keep tuning and learn notes and then you go from there to actually then you know doing full songs and then getting more advanced and more difficult songs Hmm. speaking about difficult songs what about opera isn't that very difficult well, opera for voice is very challenging because obviously opera is known to be very, very, very high. Everyone normally when they think of opera, they think of, Ooh, 
you know. <laughs> so which is quite like it's it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun to learn, but it's a lot of hard work. So so opera is a very specific style, but most people these days love singing, you know, modern songs or sort of more pop music, whereas opera is very specific and it's yeah, but it's 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 a lot of fun to teach. Wow. <laughs> and what are all the names for the drum pieces? Well, a drum kit, uh, which is everybody's <laughs> favorite, I guess, because it keeps all our beats. Um, obviously, you've got the thing that goes doof <laughs> that everybody hears. So that's called the bass drum or the kick drum. That's on the foot on the floor. Then, obviously, you've got your tick sound, which everyone hears in songs all the time. That's known as your hi-hat. Then we have our snare drum, which is that that harsh cracking sound you always hear that goes dish. And then we have our tom-toms, which goes dum 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 And we have the cymbals, which make all those crashing sounds like those dish, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so that's a full drum kit. Very little busy instrument. You're like wow. hitting on like seven, eight pieces. That's a lot. <laughs> and what are all the chords, like what chords are in a guitar? You're on a guitar. Well, there are a ton of chords. I mean, um, music chords on any instrument, even guitars, work with the music letters of the alphabet. So the musical alphabet is A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, which everybody who's done music knows. And then there's something called sharps and flats. And those are individual notes. So when you put like a ding, ding, ding together... It makes a chord, so all three of those single notes get played together. So chords in the guitar, there are, sure, there, there's hundreds, there's, there's, ton of, there's a ton of chords. But you only need to learn certain basic ones to get going. Hmm, wow. And what is the difference between a keyboard and a piano? Well, a piano is played obviously a lot different. The sound is different. The keyboard, obviously, it's not, it's with a stand. So basically, it's been played differently, you know. So obviously, a digital obviously would sound a certain way. And then you've got your grand pianos, which has got obviously a body, whereas your digital just has, you know, a bunch of digital wires in it. And, you know, and a keyboard obviously has also got wires, but I mean, it's just on a stand, you know. So it's just it's played differently. Wow. And what is a voice coach? Well, a voice coach is generally somebody everywhere. I'm sure everybody knows all that everyone loves singing. So a voice coach is normally somebody that assists somebody to learn to sing or train songs to sing because the, the voice is normally everybody's human instrument. Everybody thinks the voice is the voice. The voice is actually an instrument uh, because uh, you're not using your fingers. You're speaking like we're speaking now. So a voice coach is generally somebody who who basically has been trained and understands how to take somebody's voice and make it better and be the best who someone can be. Uh, and that involves quite a lot of technical uh, training and also learning how to get somebody to really sound great. Wow. How many different types of guitars are there and what are the names? Well, you get... There, there are really three main categories. Well, there's a, there's quite a lot of guitars. There's a bass guitar, which is the low sound you hear in all your music that goes doom. Okay. Uh, then you get something called a classical guitar, which actually most people 
listening today might might know very well. That's the, the nylon string guitar that everybody plays with when they're at school or when they're learning how to learn guitar. And that's that's got nylon strings. Then you get something called an acoustic guitar, which is basically metal strings, which is what people use when they uh, when you see artists performing on stage. And then obviously everybody's favorite to make a lot of noise, we have the electric guitar, which basically plugs in and you've got all sorts of special effects and you can have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, so those are like the different kinds of guitars you get. What's your favorite guitar? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tree. I, I would say I'd, I'd go with electric because of what you can do with it. You know, you can you can really create all different sounds and have a lot of fun with it. What about you, Louise? For what the guitar? Yeah. Um, I actually like bass guitar. Bass guitar is actually my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And what do you enjoy most about teaching? I love it when I see I see my students go from no music and you hear all this weird noise and then they you see them grow and actually start like really like from from like half a song to a few notes and then um and and then they start like playing full songs and you actually see them improve so the biggest enjoyment for me is seeing others grow because that's what teaching is all about is helping people to become better at what they do in our case we have, I think, the biggest fun, uh, you know, because we work with music, you know, which everybody loves listening to. I would say the same, you know, just to watch them grow and see them just uh, grow for the love of music as well. And just to go out there and learn all these difficult, you know, nice flair stuff that's out there. And just, yeah, just to see them improve, you know, every year that we see them. Wow. And what don't you enjoy most about teaching? I, quite, I can honestly say I love teaching as a passion, so there's nothing really I don't enjoy much. Personally, um, maybe playing the the violin, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I play a little bit of violin on the side, but it's not my favorite one to teach, basically. But yeah, but otherwise, in general, I just love teaching. Yeah, for me as well, but the one instrument that <laughs> I really would not like to teach is even the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, that's noisy. Yeah, that's, very yeah. noisy. <laughs> Aren't saxophones and trumpets very similar? Well, they're actually very different. They they're similar in the way it's played. They're both what four part of the wind category. So they're both made of brass. So basically, you're blowing into both of them. Except the trumpet has. Um, Three key, three valves, which you squeeze down, which create all your notes, and it's got a very sharp sound. Saxophone's a little bit more complicated because there's this multiple valves you have to close and open to make your sounds. But everybody I know loves the sound of a saxophone. It's a lot more pleasant to hear. Trumpets, you've got to be a really good trumpet player to make that thing sound good on its own. So generally, people who do trumpets would mainly be doing short pieces or be like maybe part of a band. Whereas a saxophone, you know, somebody can easily do a nice solo, you know. So yeah, normally people think the saxophone's a romantic instrument. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And do you do concerts or gigs? Well, when we have time, <laughs> we, we, when we have time from teaching, um, concerts we do every year. Yeah, concerts we do um, uh, a couple in the year uh, because it, it's important to actually get our students to actually 
do stuff in front of other people and learn and teach them to grow, to become not scared of public or being scared of performing. Um, gigs, well, I'm sure Louise would love to do more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if we have the time. If we had the time. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Teaching takes up a lot of, yeah. teaching takes up a lot of time, but, but that's where the passion is, you know. But yeah, if we had to do gigs, that would be lovely. How do you set up for a concert? Wow. Lots of work. <laughs> um, uh, a concert basically doesn't happen. I mean, I mean, obviously you, you, you need almost every single instrument a band has. Okay. Well, most concerts don't. Ours we do because we teach so many instruments. So we almost have an entire band set up from drums to a guitar, to a piano, to mics for singing. Uh, we have to set up a sound system, set up the stage. It's, 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 you're basically preparing for a full performance like you see, you know, on TV or when you go see like a, a, a music show. Uh, where, where artists come down and play for people. So yeah, so, so when you, when you set up for a concert, it's, it's almost like setting up an entire show. And it involves everything from wires to amplifiers, speakers, and, wow. and the instruments. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and how do you not get the chords tangled? Or how do you untangle them? Aha, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> Well, wires, believe it or not, everybody thinks, oh, just twirl it around the arm. There's actually a way of rolling wire. Did you know that right now? <laughs> you can actually roll a wire in a special way that after it's rolled up, when you, when they set up like massive concerts and they've got to send wires across the stage, they throw them. So there's a certain way you roll them up. So when you throw them, they just fly across at perfect else it becomes what i call spaghetti <laughs> and then it's like it's untangling so yeah so it's, it's like a special way of rolling it it, it it takes a bit of a video demonstration yeah. <laughs> and what is the youngest age you've ever taught the youngest i've taught is the age of three wow well, and is it hard it's challenging in the beginning because also they don't really understand you know much of what the technical side of understanding a note because they can't read and write yet. So you've got to actually assist them. So it takes a lot of work out of you because you're obviously showing them where the keys are and trying to tell them the note. So um, my one student that I have now took two years just to understand where the C was, where the D, where the E and the F and the G was. Wow. So it's it's also the maturity and the age. It, it does it does count. Perfect, yeah. yeah. And what about you? Oh, well, um, uh, I mean, youngest I had was four, age four on a piano. Yeah. Okay. Um, generally, we would go with piano for the really young ages because the hand and fingers is a bit easier to do. You've got to be a seriously strong little kid to squeeze a guitar down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have a, a, a my youngest guitarist must, is, is a girl who basically is in grade one, but wow. she's got really strong hand strength, you know. And, and also at that age, as Louise said, they're still learning the ABCs. So, so it's, it's a lot of really what we call it music fun. Because a lot of times you, if you get serious or get too like t- technical with these little children that are young, they are like, no, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. I'd rather go play. So, so, so we've actually had to do a big learning curve on how to take on really young children. Wow. And what was one of the most successful lessons and why? One of the most successful lessons, okay. <laughs> I think it had to be a drumming lesson, I'll actually say, because um, one of my students is quite advanced. They, they got, they're, they're really high up in the musical grades. And uh, uh, why I would call this a really successful lesson was there was a section 
that is very difficult to drum to. It's one of these really tricky songs where he's doing stuff with his hands and sticks that like, looks like almost not normal. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and at this one lesson, uh, after we were sort of working with the music piece so much and, 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 and going over and over and over, within like a matter of a second, he hit the one right drum and it turned the entire beat around that it just all fell into place perfectly. It was like, and, and, and why I'd say it's successful is because the, he was doing what they call a grade seven music piece, wow. which is very, very like high level uh, music. And yeah, there's a lot of, it, it is so rewarding to see him achieve that. And then after that, the song was just like a big fun jam. Wow. And how do you tune like a voice to fit a song? Sure. So <laughs> vocals is the most trickiest. Um, an instrument's an instrument, so you play to musical notes. The voice, however, takes quite a bit of testing and experimenting. So as a vocal coach, uh, a very important instrument is a piano. Uh, because obviously the piano is one of the few instruments out there that has got almost all your notes in the range. I mean, there's 81 keys on a piano. So you've got everything from the low notes right up to the high notes. And so generally, if you're tuning a song, you first need to obviously, you've got to understand the person's voice. Once they know sort of how their voice sounds and where they and what their limits are, you can then start turning a song to sort of match what their voice can handle. Yeah, so it's, it's it's quite a process, a lot of experimenting and a lot of laws and R's, but yeah, and, and and a lot of training, but it, yeah, but it can be done definitely. Wow. And what was one of your most successful? I would say the flute. I had this really wonderful uh, girl who I taught, I think about like two years ago, um, and now she's like moved on, but like she really enjoyed playing the flute and, you know, she was just so talented and just the music that I would just send to her, she would just, you know, make yeah. so much of it, you know, and it was so easy to teach her. She understood everything and yeah, she was, she was really a great student. Wow. <laughs> I am learning a lot, a lot about music and vo vocals and a lot more and we will learn a lot more after the song. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. We are now going to carry on with our interview. If you have any questions for our musical teachers, you can SMS them on 34519. I'm sure they would be delighted to answer them. How do you train a voice? Okay, so the first thing one needs to do is... And now, no one ever actually knows this a lot. Everyone thinks you get up there and sing, and yes, you can sing to musical notes on a piano. But the most important thing in vocal training is actually fresh air. So what I mean by fresh air is a lot of vocal training actually involves breathing exercises. Because everybody wonders to know, like, how do they actually get to sound like loud or, or get their voice to sort of project and push out more. So one of the critical things is how to breathe correctly. I mean, that sounds so weird. You know, we all breathe fresh air every day, uh, but otherwise, but, but, but there's a way you breathe when you train. So generally when you're training a voice, the first thing is you'll be teaching somebody how to do a lot of breathing exercises because the breathing fills up your air and we all know what air does. 
air pushes out what we speak. Yes. And so, so we try to really get our, your air, the air in the body nice and full and then learn to control the air. And then once you've trained breathing, you then generally go on to singing scales. Uh, some people call them runs, uh, where they use like different sounds for your voice, uh, to sort of train how high and low you go. Uh, and after you get into your scales and your runs and your breathing, what will then happen is you'll then start taking a song. And then you'd start like going through a song and doing it piece by piece, understanding the song. Because obviously all songs people love singing have got all different parts to it. So there's like high part, there's low parts. And then obviously we start working through that song uh, you, uh, using the piano, obviously, because we use that to sort of train notes they can't get uh, and also learn sections. And a big thing is diction, also learning to speak and be able to sing your lyrics really clearly. Yeah, and that's so important in singing. And why shall one, like before singing, drink lukewarm or is it lukewarm water before singing? So one of the important things is um, in our in, in, in we all have a vo we all have a voice box. So a voice box has got vocal cords in it, which is inside your body. And a lot of singers will always use room temperature water, which would be the coldest you would go, else lukewarm water, because your vocal cords can get shocked by ice cold water. And when when they go into like a freeze mode, you'll never be able to really get your the your, your the power out your voice because your vocal cords like oh I'm too cold. <laughs> Whereas like when it's nice and warm in there, they all feel yay. Let's get singing, you know, and then they sort of push out. So yeah, so so if you look at it like that, that's why it's important. Never ever use ice cold water when singing. Good to know. And what program do you use to tune the voice, like key down, key up? <laughs> so so basically, um, uh, in studios these days, the really good singers, like, go with a good old piano, a voice coach, and can sing well. Um, uh, I use certain software, not to, you can't really tune someone's voice with like, you know, a program or software, but there's a couple, there's a program that I use a lot called Riff Station, which helps sort of people we use it to test songs, to sort of make the song change keys to sort of also gauge uh, if we need to fine-tune something. So I use this a program called Riff Station. Um, it sort of allows you to sort of make the song sound like the chipmunks <laughs> or otherwise make it sound really deep, um, you know. But generally, I'll use a piano. So I'll really go down to the computer world if I'm really trying to fine-tune something or, or, or test something that I want to see, you know, uh, will it really suit or fit somebody. Wow. And what is the difference between choral, orchestral, and band concert? Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so a choral, um, uh, we would generally be like a choir. So that'll be like choral, that'll be vocal, like a vocal performance. You know, like you've got the conductor and it's like you, then you've got your sopranos, your altos, your tenors, your bass. <laughs> okay, so, so from that, to just to give everybody an idea, everybody's voices are in different areas. Like your sopranos are really high. And your baritones are really low. So in a choral presentation, you'll have different people singing lows and highs, and they all together make this beautiful song mix. Then obviously an orchestra is a big thing everybody learns at school, that you've got tons of instruments from strings like violins and cellos, right down to trumpets, to horns, to pianos, to percussion drums. Wow. 
creating a big song, right? And that's used a lot in all your movie tunes when you listen to those movie sounds that you hear in all your favorite movies you listen to. And obviously a band's a band. We all know what bands are. Like all our favorite pop stars and singers all, all have a band behind them. Some of them have their own band. Uh, some of them, you know, are, 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 are are actually hired musicians, you know, to make up a band. So yeah, it's quite, quite, quite interesting. Wow. And how can music make a difference in someone's life? Oh, I think it can make a huge difference. I mean, there's some people out there who are very depressed. They have anxiety. They have ADHD. You know, they have all these, you know, difficulties and disabilities where it can actually enhance them and obviously, you know, grow them and make them stronger people. So that's what I think uh, would help them in the long run. Yeah, defi- definitely on, a, on on an emotional level as well, you know, because yes. I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, things are like some, some sometimes things are good, sometimes things are bad, and 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 what we've always seen is whenever it's like a music lesson, someone comes in not smiling. And they leave happy, and and that's very important because music's very important for the soul as well, you know, because it's sort of like you know, um, uh, you know, feeds your emotions and also then sort of you know helps you feel better as well. And and I found that a lot, you know, music music has that effect. Oh, and what made you go into the music industry? Well, when I was, well, when I was young, <laughs> again, I'll get a couple of years back. Um, uh, I, I always enjoyed music. Uh, I know my. Uh, my parents played a lot of music in the house. When I mean a lot, like there was always music being played <laughs> in the house, you know, on CDs, on records, on cassette tapes, you know. So obviously I grew up with music always playing around me. Then I started doing, because I loved music and listening to it and enjoyed what music is and how it works and what it does, I then started to learn piano, you know. And so, yeah, so, so, so I guess I guess a love of music comes from listening to it a lot, you know, and that and that's what I wish a lot of people would do more. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just just don't even worry about playing an instrument. Just listen to music and enjoy, yeah. you know. And yeah, and, and I just I just loved it from the minute go. So it was like, there we go, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna go into music. Wow. What about you? Well, the first thing I used to get into was when I was little. Um, like my my parents would also play like a lot of music. I would sing and dance to it, and that's what got me going. And then when I went to a primary school, there was this awesome teacher. Basically, she, you know, came around to the classrooms, finding out who wanted to do what instrument, and and that's how it also got started with me. Wow, <laughs> who inspired you to like going to music? Well, um. I know, I know a lot of musicians out there or people who, you know, do music have like the idol or like, oh, you know, the singer's really great mm-hmm. or this guitarist is cool. I'll be honest from my side, uh, I believe my inspiration comes from Hashem because, uh, you know, I don't look up to another man for things, you know, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, you know, and, and that's, and true inspiration comes from above. Mm. And for me, um, I went to this really cool primary school, um, which was in Neisner. <laughs> and uh, I really had this cool teacher, and I'll never forget her name. Well, it was a surname, Mrs. Treble. And, um, I mean, she was really inspirational with how passionate she was about the music. And I would look up to her, and I would be so inspired, and I would work hard and do my best. And she basically, you know, made my dreams come true with my music. Wow. What is a day like in the life of 
you at work. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I mean, you'd um, after you get up in the morning. I mean, uh, generally, I would have to first see what my lesson list for the day is because it's it's quite busy. Okay. Uh, and and every day it's the diff- uh, every day it's like a mixture of instruments because it's it's drums, it's piano, it's guitar, it's singers. You know. Um, uh, but generally in the mornings, because every we teach a lot of people in school. So some some mornings we might teach a few adults, you know, who are doing it as a hobby. Um, else, generally in the morning is when I would get my um, music production stuff done. Like, say, if I'm busy on a project, so because there's no lessons to be taught, I'd be, um, you know, playing guitar myself or putting music together on a keyboard and recording things and doing that. And as soon as the afternoon hits, we're out on the road teaching. Uh, in Louise's case, at the studio, uh, she'd be teaching from her studio, and then oh yeah, and then we we just teach you all the way through, you know, and, and until the evenings, and then yeah, get home, eat, and <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> and do you write music? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> and how do your students make the background for their songwriting? Well, songwriting is one of my is one of my biggest passions, and and I found some it's it's uh, some kids have a really blessed and amazing ability to actually create songs so obviously i take the 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 little bits they have and then we turn them into actual songs so 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 how we would songwrite we i mean i would normally start with an instrument and once we sort of got a general tune you know we would then sort of sort of take a tune and start building it into into like pieces so like you got your verse you got your chorus so just for those listening you don't know what a verse is a verse is like the story of a song a song is like a big story and then the chorus is like your your main part, main part of what the story that you're singing is all about and so the same goes from the music and then once we got the tune down we would then start working on the lyrics and getting the words the lyrics is the words of a song to sort of sound nice join together and 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 start yeah all going together along with the music. Very interesting and amazing at the same time. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen <laughs> like <Yeah>. quickly. <laughs> and do you do collabs if you do how? Well, um, uh, g- generally if I'm doing a collaboration, I would be needing somebody's specific skills. So like say if I, I need a really tricky bass line done and I really need like a certain style done like a jazz song or something different i would then i would then get somebody in and then join together with them or i'd find somebody who is a really good singer and then i'd like sort of get them in and then we'd sort of put a song together so yeah, and that's a lot of fun doing collaborations wow and sorry what music do you enjoy listening to i enjoy Pretty much anything that at least it's decent. So it can be a bit of jazz. It can be, you know, Christian, you know, like very um, pop, rock. So anything that's at least good to hear, you know, like nothing, like no swearing, no rapping. I don't do any of that stuff. So it's like obviously kosher m- music. <laughs> No, that, 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 that's so important, yes. eh? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the same, eh? Like, 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 uh, a, a lot of the, um, um, Hebrew folk songs are really cool, you know, to, to play. Um, there's also quite a lot of, um, uh, classical music, uh, but, um, my, my music is more sort of, um, jazz, funky stuff. Um, we do listen to pop, but like Louise said, very important is lyrics, you know? I mean, the words mean a lot in songs, and we don't like listening to stuff that's, you know, that brings people down, you know, it's, that's not cool at all. Yeah. 
Well, I know I certainly have learned a lot about everything about music today, and I'm very glad, and I know all our High Kid listeners have also learned a lot. After the song, we will do the tongue twister to see if you can say it faster than me, Brian, or Louise. Reminder, it is She Sees Cheese. Call us now on 010-140-3020. Thank you so much to my guests, Brian Jackson and Louise Jackson, for teaching us about music and much more. And thank you so much to my producer, Senna and DJ Flo, for pushing the big red buttons. Thank you for listening to Hi Kids. For kids, by kids. Join us tomorrow with amazing guests, stories, fun facts, and even more fun. Till we meet again, right here on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids.